The Today's Homeowner Radio Podcast is brought to you by The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Welcome to Today's Homeowner with Danny Lipford, your partner in home improvement. Everyone has questions about their home. We've got the answers, and we have a few laughs along the way. Informative, entertaining, and sometimes off the wall. Home improvement has never been this much fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Today's Homeowner Radio Show. I'm Danny Lipford, along with my co-host, Joe Truini, and we have a lot of information lined up for you because... You know what I'm going to say. You're at the right place for the most practical, realistic, current home improvement information you'll find anywhere. And we've got a lot of things to share with you during this hour. We want to talk about flashing on the outside of a stone fireplace. Is it really needed? We have a homeowner that's kind of got a little issue going. We're going to see if we can help them out a little bit. Also, what needs to be done to winterize your air conditioning system? Cold weather's upon us. Is there anything you need to do, precautions to make sure the air conditioning part of your air HVH system is protected during the cold weather. We'll talk about that. Also, around the yard segment coming up, focusing on fall yard care and things that you need to think about during this time. Of course, we've got emails, and Joe always gives us a little tip about the simple solution that's coming up. Well, Danny, we just got through Thanksgiving. hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. And so I thought I'd share a simple solution on how to clean your oven, but this is with a homemade non-toxic oven cleaner. Because some right. of those sprays you can buy in a can, oh, well, you almost have to leave the house for a couple of days. They're really bad. So anyway, I've got a really effective, non-toxic way to clean that oven. Fantastic. A lot of information, as you can see, coming right at you here on today's Homeowner Radio. We want to have you reach out to us anytime. You can send us an email at todayshomeowner.com slash ask or pick up the phone and call us 24 hours a day, seven days a week on the Today's Homeowner Hotline, 800 946 4420. Yes, and the weather is uh, starting to turn a good bit all over the country. That means you have to, you know, certain things you need to think about. Joe, you know, with me trying to slow down and trying to retire a little bit, it has given me a little more time to do some things that I have just not done in a long, long time. And one of them is to take the kids to the fair. The good all American like a country fair or state old, fair that kind of thing. Good amusement rides and yeah, the, yeah. the chickens and the hogs and the birds and the <laughs> uh, cherry pie and everything else. You know, I knew uh, you'd get I knew you'd get to dessert sooner or later. The cherry, <laughs> that's why he really goes. But but you know, over the years, it just seemed like I was always traveling. I always hated yeah. the you know just couldn't make it, couldn't make it. And here we went all out. So I, um, I took my three oldest grandkids and um, got them all hyped up on cake. Look, kids, I, I have bought uh, tickets so that you can ride as much as you want to ride. Oh, really? Right. Also, I bought a special pass that allows you to get in the front of the line. Oh, that's great. But then I really got it when I said, I also got a pass for all you can eat, as much as you can eat, which is not really a pass. It's just my wallet. But right. I said, And they were like, oh, wait, well, let's talk about that. And uh, so, so it was one heck of a night last night. I probably walked six miles, but they rode, I don't know how many rides, probably 30 different rides, some of them wow. four times in a row. And uh, so I'm trying to get my back in order and get my chiropractor <laughs> to readjust me again after all of that uh, bumper cars and everything else. Well, I'm sure Chelsea appreciates you taking the kids and and bringing them back all charged up on sugary drinks. And oh, yeah, they didn't sleep. They didn't go right to sleep. I know that's for sure. Now, was this in Mobile? 
Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's oh, right okay. outside Mobile. They've had a fantastic fair for many years. And yep. and I and again, I haven't been in so long. It was really a, a treat. Ran into lots and lots of people that love our radio and television shows. So I had an opportunity to talk to oh, great. A, a, a lot of our, our friends. And uh, so it's it's it was all win win. But 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 Joe, when I went out, I went out for a bike ride this morning. It's pretty serious. It's a uh, 51 degrees. 51 degrees. Oh, oh I mean, yeah. I, Danny. <laughs> I had so many clothes on, I could barely pedal my little bicycle. <laughs> Danny likes making fun of me because I live up in Connecticut and he's in South Alabama. So 51, I guess, is is uh, cold for him. But yeah, we've already had snow here. So wow. um, I don't feel, I don't feel too bad for you. We're, our high is below 51. So, um, wow. but that's all right. I, I love winter and um, I'm ready for the cold weather. You know, as much traveling as I've done, it still just absolutely mesmerizes me the difference in one part of the country to the other. I mean, you right. know, with with you know the the um the the colder weather up there and the shorter summers and things like that versus what we have and the heat and things like that that all plays into everything you do with your home and we recognize people in Arizona that are dealing with you know re- you know that have always dealt with you know extreme temperatures and so forth and and of course all of the rain that you hear about up in the Seattle area we all consider yep. that when we talk about some of these things hey some of the things that uh, we would recommend you know it's not too late to kind of do a little dressing up the house before the holidays. Um, a couple of things you might want to do is to think about improving just just a little bit of work on that curb appeal. Maybe a fresh coat of paint or stain or varnish on your front door is always good. Maybe polishing up that hardware or changing it out if it's really deteriorated. A lot of times those lights on, um, you know, on the wall there next to your door need a little attention. Maybe just cleaning will do the thing or you can repaint a lot of those fixtures right. yeah. and really make a difference or replace the fixtures altogether. There's a few things like that. Of course, you want to make sure your handrails are secure if anyone needs them. You may want to put a fresh coat of paint on that and a little bit of pressure washing on those steps and sidewalk can make a, a, a house a little more welcoming to all of your guests. Yeah. And we often talk about even just like painting your mailbox or straightening your mailbox. I mean, how often you drive around, at least around here, because um, when it starts snowing here in New England and any place else it snows, when those snow plows go by and they sh- sh- they're throwing this wake of wet snow against mailboxes, mm-hmm. they either knock the mailbox over completely or the post is leaning, you know, mm-hmm. so you might want to yeah. straighten that up, dress up your mailbox, the driveway, the edges of the driveway up and back, you know, get rid of all the leaves, especially on your lawn. We often say how important it is to get all the leaves off your lawn before winter really sets in. Because otherwise, they're going to sit on there, become a soggy mess, impenetrable mess, and they can breed fungus and come spring, you'll have dead grass underneath mm-hmm. all that. So you want curb appeal definitely means cleaning off that lawn. Hey, another thing you may want to um, make sure that that primary bathroom that your guest will be using, the guest bath or powder room, is in good shape. Go in there and take a good look at it. A lot of times people never go into their guest bathroom. Right, because they don't you, use it. Exactly. Right. You might see that it needs a little extra cleaning on the baseboard. Maybe even the baseboard and the trim could use a, a light coat of paint. Want to make sure that towel rack and the toilet paper holder is nice and secure. And just overall, just check it out. You may have spider webs in there. Who knows? So you try, right. to, try to clean it out and make Make it look good. And, and of course, you may want to consider, and you have the time to do it, is maybe just paint one room. You know, whatever that room is, whether it's the living room, family room, dining room, or the kitchen, whatever that you feel like could really improve it. And, of course, the kitchen is a place that most everybody ends up with a holiday gathering. So you, so you have enough time to take it easy, put one light coat on it, and uh, that'll make you feel better and certainly make it look a lot better. But there's all kinds of um, little simple solutions that Joe's put together over the years. 
to help you with just a few touch-ups. And everybody loves the old walnut idea. Now, what does wa- <laughs> walnuts? It's, no, it's not a recipe, but it is a really cool trick to make those stained cabinets look a little bit better. Yeah, and what Danny's talking about is if you have a dark stained piece of wood and you polish it up and you clean it, but you find some scratches in it, and often the scratches will be deep enough that they'll go through the stained surface, so you're seeing kind of like the bare wood below. Believe it or not, you just take a walnut, you know, the wal- the meat of the walnut, take it out of the shell if it's in the shell, and you just rub the scratch with the walnut. And to be honest, I've, I've done this and it definitely works, but to be honest, I'm not really sure how it works. There's an oil. I know there's an oil in the in the walnut, so maybe that's it. But you rub it and that, and that um, scratch will just disappear. Now, it's not a permanent fix and maybe in six months or a year, you have to do it again. In the simple solution we videotaped, we did it on top of a piano that was scratched up because they had like lamps and other things on top of it. And it's very clear. There's no trick photography. It just disappeared. So save those walnuts. Yeah, we did, we actually did that in our office at today's home on our office with just a few little scratches here and there. You know, people, you know, with rings, grabbing drawers and open them up. You yeah. might have a little nick here and there. Access to that slide out garbage cans always prone to have a few dings and dents and pretty amazing that something like that would work. That was another one of the many simple solutions on just little simple what we call light remodeling that right. um, that you can do before the, the guests start showing up so that you'll be um, more proud of your home and it'll look look great for everybody that's coming over. Hey, we're just getting started here on today's Homeowner Radio. I can tell we're going to have a good time. We've got so many things that we're going to share with you that we know you can use around your house. So don't go anywhere. Sit back, get that cup of coffee or whatever you're doing and get ready for some really solid home improvement information. You're listening to today's homeowner. We'll be right back. Today's homeowner is brought to you by The Home Depot. How doers get more done. And welcome back to the Today's Homeowner Radio Show. Danny Lipford here along with my buddy Joe Truini. And Joe and I both always like to show our appreciation to the wonderful stations that have carried Today's Homeowner Radio for years and years. Like this one in Rome, New York. W-K-A-L-A-M 1450. Special hello to everybody there. We want to hear from you. Pick up the phone and call us with any question or challenge that you may be having around your home. That number, 800-946-4420. Send us an email anytime as well. Today's homeowner.com slash ask. And I always like to remind you about all of our social media platforms. You can reach out to us on Facebook, um, you know, and, and of course the official Danny Lipford page. I got, we got a lot of social media things out there and Instagram as well as Pinterest. So we want to hear from you and you can leave us a question there as well. Let's get right back to the hotline right now, headed over to Arkansas uh, to talk to Mary Jane. Mary Jane, Welcome to the show, and tell us what's going on around your house. How are you today? Hey, we're doing great. Thank you. We have, we're looking at buying a home that has, I call it, a faux rock chimney, mm-hmm. like, you know, the fake that you lay individually. Mm-hmm. The inspector said that this chimney needed to be flashed, and the current homeowner sent us pictures where he says it was flashed. The home inspector said what concerns him is that they put, he called it 20-year caulk around the base of this rock chimney. And he said that indicates that something isn't right. 
So we're hung between the homeowner and the home inspector, and of course, there's money involved. So the homeowner is thinking, I, you know, I don't want to pay that. So does a faux rock chimney need to be flashed or not? All right. Well, it's a great question, one we haven't gotten a lot, but a, but, but a, a really good thing to think about because, um, you know, when you're building something like that, traditional building is you're going to frame up the, the, the chase, the fireplace chase. You're going to put some type of plywood on the outside of it. Then you put a, some type of um, underlayment, you know, Tyvek or whatever, house wrap or whatever over it. And then you apply um, either usually a kind of a wire mesh to install your stone over that. Now, normally it is flashed with a sidewall flashing before um, any of the stone is put on. So just before the stone's put on, usually they'll put the flashing on. And theoretically, it's waterproof at that point. Um, other than, you know, the, the walls themselves. But that area around the base of the chimney should be waterproof. Then you put the stone on top of that, and then you come back and the shingles overlay that uh, lower part of the sidewall flashing. Now, that's perfectly acceptable. However, the inspector, I think, has a little point there that if caulking has been applied on the outside of it may mean they did have some kind of problem with leak and they caulked it. It could also mean there's never been a problem and it's been caulked like that ever since the stone was complete, which would be somewhat of a standard, um, you know, suggested practice to do. Um, Joe, putting sidewall flashing on that stone, unless that stone is pretty flat would be a little bit of a challenge. Yeah, um, Mary Jane, there's a couple of different types of flashing, and so it might be flashed, but it might not necessarily be flashed um, properly. And and it is curious that they added caulking. We don't know exactly where, but if you have a properly flashed surface, whether it's a chimney or anything else, you don't need caulking. That's the reason the flashing is there. Um, the, the inspector might be talking about step flashing, which should go behind every single course of siding or shingles, whatever you have that's butting, butting up against the stone. Because um, you could have flashing behind there, but if there's nothing to prevent the if there's nothing to prevent the water from getting behind the siding, then it can get to the sheathing and it could wind up rotting something. Do you know how old this? Um, chimney is that is it's age of a house or was it added on afterwards do you know it was new construction it's seven years old and we okay. the homeowner sent us a picture that flashing is not finished when they're working on it but you can right. see that there is some flashing right. but like I say this home inspector is just he's adamant and he says that it's an immediate need that we put step flashing up even though it may or does have base flashing Right, you know, exactly. on the roof, underneath yeah. the rock. So, yeah. well, you're paying for the inspector, and neither Danny nor I have seen this. So, I'd be hard pressed to say, you know, don't pay any attention to what the inspector is saying. Now, you have to negotiate who's going to pay for that, and and if it's a small enough bill, you know, I don't know how much it might. If it's just a few hundred dollars, maybe you just bite the bullet and pay for it to have it done. Because the last thing you want is to discover it's rotting the sheathing behind. And then you have a bigger, then you have to pull everything off the house to repair it and have it reflashed mm -hmm. anyway. But, so, but now, um, the, another way of looking at that, now step flashing is used as a generic type term to a degree. And like Joe mentioned, it does step down. But you can flash something like this, and I've seen it happen many, many times where the roofer will, will get up there and about, you know, six or eight inches above the shingles, he will cut a small score line in the face of the block. Then you take um, 
metal, aluminum or galvanized, that has a little turn on it that's got about a quarter inch turn on it. And that slips into the groove that they cut and then they caulk over that. Now, that's a perfectly acceptable way of doing that. And that's just putting a little extra layer of protection from, you know, um, it possibly leaking. Um, and again, as Joe said, you know, who's going to pay for it? It may be worthwhile. And I know when you're trying to close on a house, you're trying to rush, rush, rush. It may be a good idea to get a good, reputable roofer out there and say, what would you do if it was yours what's involved in the flashing, see what they say, and um, see what that cost would be. It might be more reasonable than you think. And, you know, who knows, you know, how negotiation is. You might go back to the seller and say, hey, let's just split it. You know, maybe it's 300 bucks, 150 from each one. Everybody's happy and you've got a better situation on the roof. But um, just different suggestions. So um, it would be great if you had the additional flashing on it. It may or may not be needed, but it's just one of those things for comfort level, especially a home as new as this. You may want to consider that or at least get a price from a roofer. Okay, I think that's what we'll do. We'll call a roofer and have them get up there, and then we'll go see what he says to do. Great. Yeah, it could be a roofer, and I would also um, maybe call in a stonemason, someone who would actually be building a stone chimney to see if they agree with the roofer. Oh, okay. That's a good idea. Hey, Mary Jane, let me ask you there in Arkansas. I swung through Arkansas recently. I came in, went to Pine Bluff, went up to uh, uh, Hot Springs and went down to Murfreesboro for the old Crater of Diamonds experience. And uh, uh, what, where in the state do you live? We're, we are 40 minutes north of Little Rock. I got you. Okay. Well, that's a beautiful area in there. We certainly had fun driving through the the old back roads uh, through a lot of the areas there. So great place uh, to to hang your hat there. Well, well, Mary Jane, I hope this uh, helps you out. And if we can help you any way in the future, just let us know. Thank you guys so much. You have a great day. Okay, you as well. Yeah, that that's a tough place to flash. I've seen where they have field stone, where it's not mm-hmm. nice manufactured stone, flat and square. And that's that's even more difficult because they're all rounded in different shapes. Oh, that's what I mean. You in and out, in and out. It'd be hard to hard to do that. And and also probably should have mentioned that, you know, anytime you have a particularly a stone surface on the outside, it really benefits from cleaning it and sealing it with a clear masonry sealer because yep. off, often you have some fairly pronounced joints joints, um, you know, mortar joints on there, and that's where the water can come in. So um, not, not, a, not a good situation at all uh, from that standpoint. Chimneys can be a real problem. That's why when you're doing it, you got to do it right. And a little redundancy um, on the flashing, like we, you know, somewhat mentioned to Mary Jane, uh, that's not a bad idea because you don't want that, that you don't want that to be one of the situations um, that when it's a rain and you're trying to right. relax, you don't want a leaky chimney. And when flashing goes bad, it's hard to tell because mm-hmm. by the time you discover it, damage is already done. It's not like an it's not like a leak in the roof where you immediately see water dripping in. This is water seeping in, and I don't know when you discover it. I guess when a wall finally caves in, or you do some remodeling, you see all the sheathing rotted away. Well, we've got a lot of information coming up for you. A lot of things we want to share with you, including: Do you really need to do anything to your air conditioner to winterize it? over the years. You know, you have the condenser unit that's sitting outside and, you know, if you're in an area of the country that's going to have snow all around it, are there things you need to do? We'll talk about that as well as a little bit later, we're going to have an around the yard segment to talk about
about some of the fall yard care that uh, you might want to consider because there's a lot of things that you can be doing right now outside before it really gets cold. Hey, you're listening to today's Homeowner Radio. I'm Danny Lifford along with my buddy Joe Truini. A lot of information to share with you on this week's show. You're listening to today's Homeowner Radio. Today's homeowner is brought to you by Pavestone, creating beautiful landscapes, and by Quickrete Cement and Concrete Products. It's what America's made of. And welcome back to the Today's Homeowner Radio Show, where it's time for our best new product segment, brought to you by the Home Depot, how doers get more done. You know, the big sticking point for many people with kitchen renovations is cabinets. So Hampton Bay is making that a little easier with their new quick assembly cabinets. Now, the cabinets feature durable plywood panels with a premium painted finish, so you don't need much to put them all together. Their ready-to-assemble design makes that process simple and one and a half times faster than the competition. Now, flat packaging means easier handling and plywood construction adds strength and reduces weight for a lot easier installation. Plus, the soft closed door and drawer hardware, adjustable door hinges, and full extension undermount drawer guides means you're getting premium cabinets. So for more information on this Hampton Bay Quick Assembly Cabinet, log on to Home Depot. Dot com. The cabinets are an important part of it, and and if you could save a little money on them by assembling a little bit, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, Dan, I was going to say, and the reason, if you're wondering, why are they lighter? They might be stronger and quicker. Why are they lighter? They're lighter because they're plywood, not particle board. That's oh, why yeah. they're lighter. Yeah. yeah, the particle board, OSB and everything like that. Oh, my it's so, gosh, it's amazingly it's so heavy. Yeah. yeah, it's just unbelievable. Let's get right back to today's homeowner hotline. You can join us on the hotline, 800 946 4420 going up to Delaware. Rich is on the line. Hey, Rich, welcome to the show and tell us what's going on at your house. Hi. Uh, my neighbors and I disagree about whether we should cover and wrap the outdoor compressor on a central air conditioning system to protect it from winter weather. What's your advice? Okay, we're moving into the neighborhood judge. Should, should we ask court. which which side of the question, which side <laughs> yeah, he's on? Yeah, he's, he's trying to trick matter. us here. He's, yeah, we're, you know, that's okay. Well, how much money do we have on this? Just wondering how much you're betting. <laughs> <laughs> no money, just uh, saving time and and, and effort. Uh, I don't wrap mine because I think the, the compressor is built to withstand weather anyway. Rich, okay. that is the correct answer. You win. Yay. You win the Come prize. On down. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and, and here's the reason. You know, you think about it, you know, how vulnerable it is out in the weather. You've got a lot of, you know, rain and, and uh, sleet, snow, potentially, all of this kind of thing. But the thing they say, uh, and, and they even make covers to put over them, mm-hmm. but the manufacturers say don't do it for several reasons. One, yes, they're made to withstand those outside areas, but their biggest enemy is more moisture being trapped in there. If you're putting a cover over that thing, you're creating an environment that is just going to cause all kinds of corrosion and rust and and just uh, all the bad mildew, mold and mildew, all the bad words happen right Mm -hmm. under there and uh, is just not worth it. So absolutely do not cover it. That's what the the rule book and the manufacturers say. And you have to you have to go along with that. You have a whole lot more to lose than you do to gain by covering it up. Great. Thank you, gentlemen. Yeah. Hey, Rich, one other thing. Yes. And if you're and if your neighbor still doesn't believe you, have him call us. But um, <laughs> does it, not only does it 
foster the growth of mold and mildew because these are non-breathable materials, essentially plastic, right? These these covers that they sell. Um, but it's also it's an ideal way to get critters in there because you're building a oh, yeah. winter oh, home for them. Yeah. Now, yeah. what they do sell that manufacturers say if you want to use is fine, is just a top cover. It just mm-hmm. covers the very top, and maybe it comes down four to six inches on all sides. And that is just to keep debris out, leaves, twigs, sticks, you know, acorns, that kind of thing, because, you know, you might want to protect it from that. But that And, and that allows air to still flow through. So if you want Good. to cover it, just cover the top. Great. Thanks for helping me win the bet. There right. you go. Good good for you, Rich. Thanks so much for being with us today. Have a great weekend. All right. Well, it yeah, does so- make sense. They have a cover. They sell these huge covers. Let's you put one in. But nope, you're not supposed to. And you know how they have such funny names for those things. I saw one of the brand names, uh, Raccoon Bungalow is what it was called. That, you know, well, that, that sounds like a place for raccoons to check in. That's what I mean. That's what, that's what it's, <laughs> that's that's, a bad that's idea. what happens to them. It's yeah. like a little tit for them. And uh, so, yeah, you don't want to do that. Let's go to the emails right now. Send us one anytime. Right. Today's homeowner.com slash ass. This came in from Daniel in South Carolina. I'd like to enclose my attached carport to use as a bedroom. It has no moisture barrier under the concrete slab because it gets wet when humidity is very high. What kind of moisture barrier can I add to it to make it for a suitable living space? Very common question that we've gotten because, you know, that's um, a very desirable project in many cases. When you need that extra space, you look out there and you see that 20 by 20 carport and you go, huh. All I need is four walls and a piece of carpet. Um, well, there's there, there's more to it than that, and it certainly starts with exactly what you've identified there, Daniel. What would you recommend on that, Joe? Because you know, you if you if you think of it like a basement wall, a basement wall right. has water sometimes that pushes through there. Same way with water emerging up from the bottom. Now, when you have moisture on a slab like that, that's exposed to the outside. Well, it's exposed to the outside when it's closed in, and you have it heated and cooled, it reduces um, the likelihood of moisture on that slab considerably, but you still need to try to block out that water. What would you suggest on this, Joe? Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously the way to do this is to put a vapor barrier on the ground before you put a a concrete slab, but in this case, you have to deal with it from the top surface once the moisture is passed through, and it will pass through, hopefully it's not too much, but they do make masonry sealers specifically um, for this situation. Most of them are just they just seal the surface and prevent staining. But these these are specifically designed and more expensive because um, they do serve as a moisture barrier. Now, how well they work depends on the product, and I guess you should let price be your guide to buying it because usually more expensive ones, which they can be pretty expensive, you know, will um, block out the moisture. And it's really important depending on the flooring too. Obviously, if you're putting carpeting, it's more of an issue than if you're putting tile. Um, because you can put a you can put down something like Detra, which is a plastic sheet that goes on first, and put the tile on top of that. But but at least no matter what flooring is, yeah, I would highly recommend the best masonry sealer you can find. Now I have seen many many hundreds of carports and garages converted to living space. And I would say about 75% of them were not done properly because right. you, you you really have to think about making it what I like to call a legitimate living space. Legitimate living space means the floor is level and, of course, doesn't sweat. It also has very good 
proper and code compliant access from the area you're enclosing to the inside. And the best compliment is you can't tell where the old and the new starts. Right, yeah. It looks like original construction. So, you know, you stick to those things and you'll have, you know, good space that actually adds value to your home. I've seen many of them that actually detract from the home, even though it may be 400 square feet, it is uh, actually reducing the value because it just wasn't built. So just a little bit of a caution there. You can, it's, it's great space to grab, but make sure you grab it right and do it right so that it will add value to your home. Hey, you're listening to today's Homeowner Radio short break, and we're coming right back. Don't go anywhere. Today's Homeowner is brought to you by Wizard Screen Solutions. Find out more at wizardscreens.com. And welcome back to the Today's Homeowner Radio Show. Danny Lipford here along with my buddy Joe Truini. And hey, I want to remind you about some ways that you can kind of tighten up that envelope of your home. It is so important. People will say, ah, how about a little bit of air here and a little bit of there matter? Well, it matters when you get that bill every month and the power bill is higher than it should be. Here's a very simple thing that you can do right away. It's called socket sealers. Now, Duck Brand has this, these really good high-quality socket sealers sealers. And Joe, it bears a little explanation. What yes. are we talking about? We're talking about socket sealers, sometimes called outlet gaskets. Right. Essentially, it's just thin foam rubber, like, and they come out cut rectangular, and you slip them behind the, the cover plates on wall outlets and switches. And these are on your exterior walls, because that's where cold air is blowing in. And most people aren't even aware of that. But if you put your hand in the middle of the winter, put your hand up against that outlet, or if you take the cover off, you'll actually feel cold air blowing oh, in. Yeah. In mm -hmm. fact, Danny, one way that I first discovered it in a house you know, many years ago, a, a different house that I'm living in now, is I saw like a shadow of like dust almost like a gray or blackish mm -hmm. i'm like what around some outlets i'm like what the heck is that and it's actually dust blowing through the That's wall right. and right through because there's nothing obviously sealing these plastic um cover plates so these you just slip behind them and they have little cutouts for the switches or for the outlets and then when you tighten up that that plate that cover plate it just it's like a gasket, as Danny said. It just compresses against the wall and it seals out that cold air. And you don't, if you look at your house and you count all the outlets and switches oh, yeah. on all your exterior walls, you realize, wait a minute, I might have, in an average house, you might have 20 or 30 mm -hmm. all letting air, cold air blow in. And, and these things are so inexpensive. Matter of fact, you can go to duckbrand.com right now and buy all that you need. You can get it in in just a few days. All it takes is just a screwdriver to take the plate off, put them on, put them back. And you don't see them once it's complete. It's kind of no. hit, it's hidden back there. Right. And, and, and again, what we're talking about are outlets or switches that are on the inside of your house, but are positioned on outside walls. So that's where the air infiltration could be a problem. And to tell you the truth, this helps summer or winter because when you're air conditioning a, a, a forced air furnace, which is in the majority of houses working, it's pulling air through the house, through the um, the filter and return air. Um, that's also can pull from the outside. So if you have a sealer there, it can really help a lot. So good luck on that. It's so easy to take care of and go to duckbrand.com to be able to find those. Hey, let's switch right to our Around the Yard segment. This is all about um, winterizing your landscape. So depending on where you live, the weather this time of the year may look a lot different. But for most of our listeners, it's a safe bet that things are slowing down a little bit around the yard, at least 
least in terms of growing. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean your work outside has to slow down, though, because this is a perfect time of the year for some very specific chores. After the last leaves have fallen, it's the ideal time to prune your trees and shrubs. There should be no new growth over the winter so they can rest and prepare for new growth during the spring. Now your lawn growth should slow down a little bit too, but it's a good time to prepare your lawn and garden tools to sit idle for a few months. Make sure you clean them, get all the rust off, and store them properly. Also, gas-powered equipment should be drained of all fuel or have stabilizer added to the tank to make startup easier when the weather does warm back up. While you're at it, now's a great time to sharpen mower blades so you can start mowing the next growing season real fresh with a clean, sharp blade. Now, fall is also a good time to add extra mulch in your planting beds to protect perennials. And if you're raking leaves, I know many of you are, you might consider mulching the leaves for mulch to add an extra layer of insulation to all of those plants. A lot of different ways that you can really make your yard look a lot better and get ready for spring by doing just a few of these things in this around the yard segment brought to you by our friends at pavestone it never ends there's all kind of ways to be proactive sure. as, a, as a homeowner and you know um, of course being able to use those leaves in a compost pile more and more people are composting and yep. you know once you do that you know you you, you can think oh, it's going to take forever for this stuff to to decompose but it doesn't take long before that compost pile becomes a valuable part of any of the planting that you're doing oh absolutely and you'll really appreciate it come spring because you don't have to go out and buy compost, you know, and all winter, all the, you know, food scraps, as long as it's not meat or grease that comes out of your kitchen, go in there. And uh, we had, we had uh, started a compost pile and it became a raccoon buffet. So I had to get rid of it, but, <laughs> um, but it's a great way to see raccoons, I guess. Yeah. They have all kinds of um, different systems now that, you know, keep the, keep the critters out of your compost. Well, speaking of raccoons, I can give you a quick raccoon report from the boathouse. Oh, really? I thought you got rid of them. They come back. No, zero so far. We're on three weeks now, so the Beautiful. cayenne pepper and the the Tabasco sauce seems to be doing some, you know, pretty good, pretty good work there. And uh, of course, uh, we were pouring some into the eave area, and you, you know, you pour a cup in because it wouldn't come out of a sprayer because the cayenne right. pepper. You pour a cup in, you can hear it. Pour another cup, you know, you kind of hear it poured another cup and it didn't seem to make any noise so i think we had a direct hit direct (laughs) (laughs) so all kinds of home remedies here we've got a lot more information to share with you don't go anywhere you're listening to today's homeowner radio today's homeowner is brought to you by duck brand weatherization products and welcome back to the Today's Homeowner Radio Show, where it's time for our simple solution with my buddy, Joe Truini. What do you have, Joe? All right, Danny, we're in the middle of the holiday season, so I, th- I thought I'd share a tip on, that's a homemade recipe to make an effective non-toxic, that's the important word, non-toxic oven cleaner. Mm-hmm. Produces no noxious fumes, you, you, know, you don't have to worry about spraying it and clearing the kids out of the house or whatever. So here, here's the recipe. Take two oranges, peel them, and put the orange peels, not the orange itself, just the peels, in a jar and fill it with white vinegar. Let the jar sit on the counter for about a week. So do this ahead of time, obviously. Set it on for about a week, and then use your funnel to pour the vinegar, orange vinegar solution into a plant mister. Then open up your oven, sprinkle baking soda in the oven and on the inside of the glass door, then spray on this vinegar solution that had had the um, 
orange peel sitting in it. Then wait, you know, depending how dirty it is, you might have to wait 10 or 20 minutes, then wipe it with a scouring sponge. What happens, of course, is the, the acidity of the vinegar and the citrus acid will cut through even really baked on grease. We shared this simple solution in the past and People have come forward and said it, it definitely works. I've tried it and it worked. Um, so if you got a little bit of a mess, and this works obviously in a toaster oven as well, try this out. Boy, it sounds so much more of a healthy approach yeah. than pouring those caustic chemicals in there. And, and also these self-cleaning ovens. I wonder Man. about that. First of I all, mean, you have to put them on like 600 degrees for like three hours. Like, I'm paying yeah, for all of that. I, I know that's what I mean. And, and it heats up the whole place. And then the smells, has, that's just got yeah. to be terrible and things like that. So I, lo- I love this a lot. So the uh, you're, you're, you're peeling two oranges. You're, you're putting the orange peels in vinegar for a week and then drain it and use that with a baking soda. And 15, 20 minutes later, you're wiping it all out. Man, yeah. that makes that makes yeah. so much sense. And the baking sense. soda is a, is a got a, some abrasive action to it as well. So it's a little abrasive. And with the vinegar, you'll see it kind of bubble up and cut through that, that baked on mess. But, but, but who gets the freshly peeled oranges to eat? You don't, I'm you guessing don't, you do. I think that's good. That's good. Sharon, <laughs> I think that's Sharon good. please peel me two oranges. What? <laughs> what? I'm cleaning the oven, okay? So uh, Danny's been married long enough that when he says stuff like that, he ducks right away because he assumes, <laughs> yeah. he assumes no, something's coming flying. He's going to throw, no, throw that, the orange that, at that, that used to work. Now it's pivot and run. That's what you have to do. <laughs> try to, and make sure I, the door's open before you say my, anything. My money's on Sharon. I think she can catch you anyway. <laughs> hey, I want to remind you where you can see the Today's Homeowner Television Show Library. We have almost 600 episodes waiting for you right now on... A variety of streaming platforms, more to be announced very soon. But all you have to do is go to todayshomeowner.com slash stream to make sure that you know exactly where you can see it. If you have an LG TV, uh, just bump over to channel 476 and you'll see 24 hours a day uh, today's homeowner. A lot of other things that to do with our uh, all of our radio shows, almost 800 of them, and our television shows, of course. More announcements coming up before long on where you can continue hearing um past episodes and uh, past shows that we have on that. And, and checking in with Chelsea, still going, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, checking in with Chelsea, checking in with Chelsea.com. Lots, yeah. of, lots of information there. And of course, all of our social media platforms are are still going strong. And uh, so we've uh, got a lot going on. We just, like I say, we stopped the uh, production of the television show because we, uh, well, me, I wanted to uh, have a little, <laughs> I wanted to have a little time and uh, Chelsea with her four kids and um, being serious about uh, being a good family and so forth. She's uh, knew that uh, wouldn't be able to continue on all of that. So it's all good. It's not a sad time. It's all, you know, oh, of um, course. a good positive uh, journey we've been on and been able to help a lot of people. And we have five after this week, we have five more weeks of today's homeowner. So we hope you'll reach out to us. Let us uh, hear some of your favorite shows that um, that you've heard or some uh, other things that you'd like to hear. Questions, any way at all that we can help you, you know what to do. 800-946-4420 and todayshomeowner.com slash ask to send us an email. That pretty much wraps up the first hour of today's homeowner radio. Thank you so much for spending some of your busy weekend with us here on today's homeowner radio. 